0: You are listening to In Response, a legacy podcast. A show where three handsome guys talk about their favorite magic together in the format, legacy. This show is brought to you by QueernessAnyCost.com and Austrian-Legacy.com. You can support the show at patreon.com slash response underscore legacy. And now, lean back and show
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode fifty-seven, the fifteen of, in response, legacy podcast. I'm Philip Klein. I am Daniel, and I'm Peter Plank. And we're talking about legacy most of the time. Woo! this time we are back together <laughs> <laughs> as usual. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes things work out really great, and you know what will probably. Re- Work out really great this weekend The Austrian Legacy Masters
0: You don't say Is it finally the time That we can sling cards
1: Oh yeah This weekend We will start Today with the uh, Legacy warm up That will get streamed I think on 6pm Central European Summer Time On twitch.tv Slash Austrian underscore Legacy And tomorrow, we have our European Legacy Masters Qualifier on 11 a.m. Central European Summertime on twitch.tv slash austrian underscore legacy. And to round it all up, also on Sunday, another event. uh, We call it the Legacy Classic. Also on 11 a.m perfect so, would be great to see you in the chat on twitch
0: mm-hmm. and uh, uh,
1: go uh, ahead daniel yeah I just <laughs>
0: uh, what i what i wanted to say is i'm f- so excited because i actually didn't think it would happen but we are really fully booked oh my god this is we so are, insane all our seats are taken we are limited in space unfortunately because we only have our small little... Well, it's not that small, but we have only our local game store. We don't have an extra vacation or venue, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But for this, we are completely booked. Actually, that's why I'm so insanely
1: hyped this time. Because the fact that we are uh, 64 people and fully booked means that maybe we can do it
0: bigger next time? Can be. It's a matter of interest and support, and therefore, we need all the support from all guys around Europe or the world, even. Can't, <laughs> can't fly to Austria, <laughs> even from the United States or uh, any other place in the world. But don't mix it up
2: with Australia. It's, <laughs> it's <laughs> Austria. <Yeah. laughs> Flight's also cheaper than to Australia. So. <laughs>
0: so, next year, if we do it again, let's make sure that we get. A lot more people than that it would be certainly really really amazing so that we can have our own little austrian gp or magic fest whatever you want to call it kind of but only legacy only legacy which (laughs) is the best format obviously
1: yeah it would be great so just follow (laughs) us on social media to keep uh, to keep you in the loop um follow us on 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 our podcast response underscore legacy and also on the austrian legacy league austria underscore
2: legacy and watch the stream. Tune in, subscribe, and follow us along our journey. And speaking of
1: sponsoring, we have to thank our Patreons, Christian Neutz, Matt Duncan, and Moritz. Moritz Eichmeier. Thank you very much for supporting the cast and also supporting the Austrian Legacy Masters.
2: So Peter, you had an idea for an episode yeah i had a completely new idea how to insane it's insane but i wanted to talk about (laughs) d15 no we, we were wandering around topics and what can we bring to the cast that can be enjoyable for our listeners and basically a big thing when you go to any tournament and with the austrian legacy masters ahead of us it's for for a lot of us how do we sideboard what is a sideboard and what goes into a sideboard? <laughs> it's a good question for some people. What is actually a sideboard? <laughs>
0: what? I only play Burn. I don't know what
2: to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, basically, if you go, uh, come from a different standpoint, and usually nowadays, if you coi- come from kitchen table or casual play to, to any 60 card formats, they are not 60 card they are 75 card formats usually. Um, and now you have a sideboard and in edh or something like that you ha- you have to have a lot of flexible cards in your deck that can answer everything and in legacy or in any 60 card format you can put cards that are not really relevant to a lot of the field into the sideboard because you don't need it for every matchup and then you get to use for game two and game three your additional cards in there and i for, for myself constructed a little bit of a a table uh, where it categorized the cards that go into the sideboard. It's, if you wanna talk about like a conceptual framework of cards that can yeah. be put into place to, to get into mm. the deck. So I for myself categorized basically into three main groups and one small little group yeah. which isn't really that big because it's uh, really only for wish targets and for cards like imperial recruit uh recruit of the guards because there are silver bullets that come out from the sideboard land uh how's it called crop rotation is another mm. card that gets silver yeah. bullets out but the three main card types basically for myself are hate card, interaction cards and threats that go mm-hmm. into this 15 cards
0: yeah i think overall this is a nice way of establishing let's say uh a general picture of like uh, when you tackle want to tackle a, a specific format or more specifically uh, a specific meta game you want to make sure that you know which cards are good against which kind of decks so you could like categorize all the different decks and then depending on on, on, on the function of each card um, assign either category as you did and then you can um kind of have a little bit of a better overview and what cards you were probably missing against certain matchups or what actually uh, what kind of cards you actually need against certain decks for example and it is sometimes a a little bit of an let's say over um a a better overview of, of of different uh decks or metagames in general when you look at like that that you did and i personally like that because it gives you an easy answer or let's say an, an easy hint when you when you for example have your sidebot open you have 14 slots and you can't figure out the 15 slots This is oftentimes the case where you think okay what actually do i need then normally what you do is you go through what kind of matchups you have I don't yeah. know, there's this deck, do I have enough cards against this deck uh, and there's this deck and whatnot. It is one possibility, but overall it can, you can get lost sometimes into the details and you tend to, or some people tend to overthink certain situations against different decks and then you think, okay, I need another Surgical Against Control for extracting their Oro or something like this, you know. I mean, this is one example. And if you would categorize it like that, and then you have say, okay, I have two or three artifact hate cards, I have two or three graveyard or combo hate, uh, whatever, and uh, yeah, interaction cards, it is a nice, a nice um, way of getting into the direction that you might need. I, I think it is like to fair having an overview of of the whole format or how to approach sideboarding in general, uh, a good idea.
1: And here is also um one really important aspect is to know your role in the in the in the matchups from your deck because your your sideboard slots vary greatly if you're faster or if' you're sl- or if you play a slower deck then suddenly um you don't need that much cards for that specific matchup and then you can shave or have some overlap in your sideboard so um knowing your role with your or or your pace that your deck usually plays out is an important aspect in building your sideboard the right way
2: yeah for example i'm a little bit into like creating something for for a usual legacy deck and therefore you have to very differentiates how the deck plays is it a tempo deck is it a slow control deck is it a little bit more of a mid-range deck is it a combo deck is it a prison deck the elements of the deck is it blue is it non-blue it's very very different there because like if you are a combo deck you don't really have like a lot of interaction with the opponent's board in a case that you want to create an cr- advantage for yourself you only want to solve problems most of the time that you can get your combo through so the cards and uh, the use cases of those cards are very very different and therefore the sideboard has to look very very different. That's why we see um, so many strange
1: cards in in, this, in the sideboards.
0: Yeah. And sometimes it's even correct when you figure out your whole sideboard that, you know, I, I often hear when, when talking to people, when they build the sideboard, when, when, when uh, a certain card comes up or when they look at different deck lists, they think, but this card is only for this matchup, you know, for example, I don't know, let's say um, you want to have, I don't know, a null rod only for, I don't know, eight cast eight or whatever, cast, yeah. for example. It just looks rather limiting. Then they would typically think, okay, no, I might swap it out for maybe, I don't know, wear tear or whatever. There's more um, like applications Uh, for it. Yeah, it's more broader. But more often, this is actually not correct because you need to think of what you said, Philip, is what is your role and what is is the strategy of your deck and what is your weak point? And it might be that uh, for given meta game that you have to face um you only have one weak point that is maybe one specific matchup and you have to tackle it with one card only for that and even if this one card is a 4 off in your sideboard this can be the case for example you could be any i don't know really strong combo deck that is capable of also maybe grinding i don't know and you can, you can maybe have a lot of interaction to beat control decks and also beat aggro decks, but you lose to I don't know, other combo decks. And the most combo deck, uh, the most prominent combo deck is, for example, Reanimator. You jam four Leylands just for, for Reanimator, for example, yeah. in the sideboard. This is one example. And for these kind of things, it just makes a lot of sense when you think about it. And this is not so obvious in the first place. But having a little bit of an idea when you, when you look at the different card... And I think more like, okay, what is like the general category and what is the general purpose of this card would make it more easily or yeah easier in in a lot of sense, and therefore you can you don't lose yourself in your in 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 distinguishing and all these different cards. Then you have a discussion: should I bring Graftekk's Cage or Surgical, mm-hmm. or should I bring Leyline or should I bring Ferry Makara? Yeah, these are all graveyard hits, You know, this is kind of yeah. pretty much. Uh, easy to distinguish <clears throat> this
2: is of course a simple example but yeah for example one thing i want to do with this is like to have like a general idea of a sideboard so you go over there like okay i usually or the typical sideboard has like two artifact hate cards. for for example mm-hmm. uh then you go over okay i have a new brew basically and i want to construct a sideboard for it so okay the usual sideboard for this uh, uh, strategy of my brew has two of those cards. So I go in there. Okay, I usually want to have two of those. So if you start brewing with a deck, you have a, a general idea how to construct your sideboard with those pieces. You pick out two of those, two of those. You want to have like one additional counter spell, for for example, uh, and and something like that, so you can have an easier time brewing with your sideboard because like sideboarding for bruce and creating sideboard for bruce can usually be hard as and for example a lot of guys do like uh i, I think it's called the elephant
1: Elephanting. yeah uh, where you go yeah.
2: from 120 cards down to your 75 um and for a few people it's easier if you construct a 60 and then just a 15 and mm. then adapt at a later mean. point that's true but man elephanting is also
0: it's really good. It's really good. But uh, it's really hard. It's, it's hard, yeah. But the, the general idea is that you have a deck and then you just construct the best 60-card version that you want to f- have against e- each matchup. And then you distinguish what are the overlapping cards and construct your sideboard out of that. That's the idea. But this is a lot of work that I think would be the most beneficial if you would do it. Uh, like on the real in-depth manner but it's really hard to to do it uh especially on, on the short notice that i mean you have to put in a lot of work especially and you know magic is a game of shortcuts uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so, true <laughs> and, and, and rightfully so i think because a lot of situations you cannot just evaluate on on a spot every time you have to uh, rely on on statistics you have to rely on heuristics heuristics exactly and just rely a little bit on shortcuts on you know how would this situation or how would this matchup usually go one of the best articles for that is and i want to shame you peter for still having read it <laughs> who's the beat down <laughs> i'm really sorry but this is <laughs> I, w- I want to do this as long as you as it takes for you to read it.
1: <laughs> it's good that he doesn't know that I haven't read it. also. <laughs>
2: what, what, what?
0: But, but oh I read the burnout
2: Oh TV. my god! Oh my
0: god! The Bernhardic. Is it the new one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is good, but it's not as good as the the original. Of Who's to beat down? It is. It is so fundamental in yeah, in, in, in value. It's like it's like it's. If you have this in mind, it solves like. 80% of your questions, a lot of the time, during gameplay and also for sideboarding. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I, don't, when I you know, made my homework. <laughs> yeah, when you know which position you are against a certain deck. And for this, you have to apply a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of shortcuts or heur- heuristics uh, that you can evaluate. Because sometimes it's not that clear. I don't know when you're playing against i don't know let's say a difficult matchup aluren against cephalid breakfast oh, okay, both yeah. are combo decks how would you say how would you rate yeah who is the them? it's not
2: so easy i personally would say it's breakfast in there because it's, it's the breakfast beatdown. is the lower to the ground deck it has the lower cmc cards for the combo so therefore the combo is usually faster in breakfast executed as in lure, yeah, never lure the And in that sense it
0: is the, the, the way uh, uh, how I would think of it is basically think of about both decks how fast they are exactly like you said breakfast is faster that is one correct but how much interaction do both decks have who has more interaction and then who um, is better in the, longer, in the long term who can grind better who is better positioned if the game drags out and yeah, games that's a learning learn in case for sure so absolutely I think breakfast in that sense is the beatdown and for that do I need grindy cards do I need to bring in removal spells that you want to do or do I want to just maximize on my combo and protection spells to just win there yeah. you have the answer and then you know what to sideboard then you also know a little bit what to board out so these fundamentals in heart combined maybe with with uh, your previously done work that is our topic now for, for constructing a sideboard is like really almost half the deal. Or almost the complete deal, let's say, for for at least uh, preparing or, or or you know, applying or adapting to situations, let's say. Yeah.
1: And doing the work here really saves also a lot of a lot of time in the long run. Mm-hmm. Because um, doing all this work by yourself um, really really puts it into perspective why you bought it that way, why you bought these cards out and why you bought these cards in. And uh, it saves you uh, from overboarding in a lot of situations. Because what I have expected uh, from a lot of players is they bring so many cards in and uh, Oftentimes, like like you said beforehand, um, the the surgical for the Uro mm-hmm. in the four color control matchup. If you're fast, uh, if, you're, if you're fast, then you don't uh, care the about surgical. It. That's for a, good, the a
0: very good example. If you are a combo deck and you want to just to f- combo your opponent out, you would not care about Uro against a control matchup. You yeah. just ignore it because you're happy when when your opponent uh uses three mana just to gain three life and, and, and draw a card i mean yeah they ramp, but it, it is definitely the threat that can win you the win them the game like on a reasonably fast clock but usually it doesn't matter you yeah. just you just want to to deal with the interaction cards that they have with their forces or their i don't know removal spells or whatever they have Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: And overboarding is probably one of the most done mistakes that I...
0: Well, well, it happened to us, unfortunately. I never thought this would happening, but uh, we lost the second half of our recording, unfortunately. It was due to uh, a new computer that I got myself and uh, unfortunately due to standby in sleeping mode, they completely completely uh, shut off the recording and we lost half of that so really sorry guys Um, we cannot continue with uh, the rest of this but um, i'm pretty sure um, we can maybe talk about it in one of our upcoming episodes and uh, i really hope that you still like so far the talk that we did uh, on sideboarding Uh, it would be good to know a little bit on what you liked about it and what not maybe uh what we could improve besides of course keeping keeping the recording but um making sure that um, we entertain you guys as as much as possible and have the content that you would like to listen to so i'm really sorry again for that but uh, we will do uh, better next time and this leaves of course more time ...that you can actually uh, tune into the stream that should be happening actually right now... uh, ...for the Austrian Legacy Masters that is going on the whole weekend. Um, Philip, myself and Peter to a certain extent will be live streaming the whole event on Twitch. Uh, So make sure to check it out. It is uh, Austrian-Legacy, the channel there. And besides that of course... Make sure to follow us on our social media. It is at un- underscore uh, uh, response underscore legacy everywhere and all the social medias. And yeah, besides that, I can only say see you next time in response the end.
1: This was and Response, a legacy podcast. If you
0: enjoyed the ride, feel free to support the show by following, leaving a review, or subscribe on
1: slash response underscore legacy.